0: God is good, right? God is good with? All the time. God is good. That's great. So we're going to see that even through the midst of some tough situations that God is still good and he's still in control, right? So I want to take a look at what's going on. First, I want to um, just give you a little behind the scenes. I won't blow the movie for you uh, that we watched last night, which was Soul Surfer. And we did have an awesome time. But uh, if you haven't seen that, it's a great one to see. It's very encouraging uh, based on a true story. But I'll give you a little behind the scenes. And as I watched that, kind of rolled out some of this message and just thought about, you know, the things that we experience and prayer requests that we pray over. uh, And through the tears of love, Christ um, heals. He brings forth. Newness. He restores, he reconciles, and he never leaves us. And so, you know, if you get got your, your hand up today, we're going to be talking about three things. The pain, patience, and peace, okay? But I want to talk a little bit about the behind the scenes of the movie. If you didn't see it last night, I, I won't blow it, like I said. But it was based on a true story. Um, behind the scenes, it was like, like this. There's a teenage girl, and her name was Bethany Hamilton. And... Uh, a really good surfer still is to this day. And during one of her surfing outings, and this is a teenage girl, this is really amazing to see how she responded through some of these tough times. But during one of the surfing outings uh, with her friends, um, she had a shark attack, which resulted in her losing her left arm. Uh, almost lost her life. But like I said, through the tears of love, God revealed even greater qualities in her life. See, sometimes through the tough times, God's working the goodness through that. You know what I mean? Sometimes we never experience the fullness of what we uh, have until we don't know what we had. That make sense? Through through that, uh, sometimes through loss, God can still just work out the best in the situation. He's always working on our behalf to bring his love to the top. Amen. So, you know, through the pain and through sorrows and tears and fears, God grew her patience and gave her peace. And I, I want to I repeat that, and I want to insert that in there for, for us. God can reveal some amazing qualities in our life. And through our pain and our sorrows and our tears and our fears, God can grow our patience and peace. See, so he continues to use this young lady in a mighty way as she shares her faith and encourages others. And I, I've noticed this in my life, and I've noticed this in ministering. A lot of times if we've got a lot going on, one of the best things we can do is help somebody else who's got something else going on. Because what happens is we become that channel for God's love to flow. And we don't get so wrapped up about what's going on in our life, but we get wrapped up on what God's doing through us and doing in their life. And as a result, we're that conduit of blessing for somebody. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever noticed when you start spending time and you're looking at stuff and you think you really got it tough and then you look around and you say, you know, maybe I don't have it as tough as somebody else. That's not taking any wind out of what's going on in our life. I know we all experience pain in, in areas that you know, maybe I'm not aware of, and there's things that, that I go through as well. But I want to tell you this, God never changes. And that's what we want to talk about today. So uh, one of the things we're going to look at here is, is one of the things she said in the movie is this. She went back to this scripture, Philippians, Philippians 4.13. So I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And like I said, we all go through things. But what I hope today we could point through some of the pain and point to the heart of God who heals and loves us greatly. Right where we are, He never leaves us. So, if you got your Bibles today, I want you to open to Psalm 30. Now, we're going to be picking through there, but this is the key verse that we're going to be looking at today, right? And we can read it on the screen if you don't. I always encourage you to bring your Bibles. <laughs> but we got that today, and I just swallowed my gum. Praise God! Whew. I was like, "Wow, man, yeah, let's try this again." Mm-hmm. Wow! Another, yes, right, another ham sandwich. But that just makes me slow down and think about something else. I wanted to share a prayer request, thank <laughs> the Lord. I was like, <laughs> you know, that's one thing in my like, you know, that's just the real life guy there. <laughs> hey, I want to I share something else. Um, you know, uh, last week we talked about the app for the phones, the smartphones that we got out now that Tim's got going. Um, I think the best way to download that for different uh, versions of phone, go to our website, at keepthepromise.org and download that. And I was working on a message last night. Tim, working behind the scenes, he sends me a little note. He goes, hey, man, 53 people downloaded that app last week. I said, that's cool. He said, you know what the real cool part is? Three of them were in Israel and one in Malaysia. I'm thinking, wow, that's past Phoebus, right? Where is Malaysia? I don't know. I was thinking, I'm sounding it out in Malaysia. And so, anyway, I mean, but see, this is what I want to just bring up right there. You know, so many things we don't see. There's a lot going on behind the scenes. And I appreciate all the team does. And I want to I bring that up as well. But mainly I want to show you what God is doing. You know that? I, I can't wait because I just know this is going to happen, right? We're going to get somebody. Can you send Buckrow translation? <laughs> <laughs> what is he saying, y'all? And Mom am back gravy and stuff, you know? So, you know, even with our shortcomings, God can make it so much better. You know what I mean? And that's what I love about the Lord. Everything's level at the cross. Everything's level at the cross, okay? And we do go through tough times. So I want to read this right off the the screen here. Psalm 30, verse 5. Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. It's like the song we were singing. Man, we need to trade those sorrows for the grace of God through the love of God. And you know what? The thing that really started me working on this message is when we watched the previews uh, of the movie. And the young girl, after she had went through that shark attack, was getting back uh, uh, going again, and she wanted to continue her dream. And surfing, her dad and family were, were working with her. Um, this was what was going on. She said, I don't need easy. I just need possible. And that just kept ringing out all week. I don't need easy. I just need possible. So many times, we're looking for the easy, right? We just want the easy. But you know what? When we're bold and we stand up and say, you know what? I just need the possible. And let me tell you, Jesus makes all things possible. Amen? Amen. Well, good. If you got your hand out, let's get ready to dig on in and see what else God's got for us here. I'm going to do a little reading. So primarily we're going to be in Psalm uh, 30, 1 through 5. And I'm going to read that. And then I'm going to break this down, what God was showing to me last night as I was spending a little more time with him. It says, I will exalt you, Lord, for you rescued me. You refused to let my enemies triumph over me. Oh Lord, my God, I cry to you for help and you restored my health. You brought me up from the grave, O oh Lord. You kept me from failing, falling into the pit of death. Sing to the Lord, all you godly ones. Praise his holy name for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Let me hear you say that. But his favor lasts a lifetime. Amen. <laughs> Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. You see, David knew something about patience. David knew something about peace and David knew a lot about God because he was chasing after God and God's love was constantly pursuing him in all areas of his life. That's what's going on with us. God is pursuing us with his love. Will we just stop and listen and receive it? So we pray every time we get up here, we lay hands on this message and ask God to make it so much more than what we could do. And we pray for receptive hearts receptive ears so that you hear what God has for you through the message. See, that's the thing. A lot of times we say when we leave a place and we're going and and, and we go, well, how was the message? How was this? Oh, it was okay. It was okay. You know, a lot of it depends on our heart condition coming in. So I pray when you come in, you come in expecting. You come in with your heart already tuned to say, I know God's got a word for me, right? Not buddy, not Tanya, Tim or whatever. I believe. As we use God's word, God is going to speak through his word right to the area of your life that you need to hear. And so we're going to thank God for that already today, that he's going to do some moving in our lives. All right. Now, David uh, wrote this psalm when he was uh, dedicating a piece of land, which later they built the temple on. And I went back and, and looked through this. And as I read this, I want you guys to just take a couple of notes and look at this. The first thing I saw when I went back in verse one, it says, I will exalt you, Lord, for you rescued me. See, God sets us free. There's freedom in Christ. We have been rescued out of sin and bondage and walk into the grace of God. Man, I want you guys to get this grace revelation. It will change your life. That doesn't mean anything goes. That means God gave everything to get what you got. All right? I don't know if I can say that again, but it made sense the first time, right? You know, I'm talking about this, that God is so good, he's overflowing with good. You know, if, if, it's, it's it's hard to get our minds around, but your heart can eat, drink it all in. So find Him with your heart, right? Now let's take a look at this. He says, you refuse to let my enemies triumph over me. That's victory. So we see rescue. We see freedom. We see victory. And this wasn't even a message. This is just a little sidebar, right? So, oh Lord, my God, I cried to you for help. You know what? Folks in the in the Bible, they they, they saw some hard times too. Folks here see some hard times too. Pain is real. Pain is real. And we talk about all types of pain. But look at what he says. And you restored my health. So let me tell you. God's still in the miracle business. Even in the physical. Amen. I want you to hear that. He's still in the miracle business. You brought me up from the grave, O Lord. You kept me from falling into the pit of death. See, he was to the point of death. They said that he, had, uh, he was going through a very, uh, uh, there was a plague out, and David was going through this thing, but he still never gave up on God. He kept seeking the Lord, trusting God, speaking His truth, and going back, writing songs, remembering what God has done for him. You see that? See, when we start going through that dark time, tough time, it's good to review your testimony. It's good to say, you know what, if God got me through this point back here, and this point back here, and this point back here, Man, couldn't he do this? You know, sometimes I think we we don't realize it, but I'm going to be honest with you, we can get complacent. And a lot of times I don't think I do, but I'll be honest with you, this week I talked to a fellow I hadn't seen in a while. He said, well, what's been going on? And I hadn't seen him in years. And when I started unpacking what God was doing, man, just like now, man, the tears are like right up here. You know, and you think, oh yeah, well, we're doing this, and we're doing some church, and we're doing, and I go, Wow. And I started hearing myself tell this person what God had been doing. And it just humbled me, man, going, my goodness, Lord. I know I walked through it. I know I'm living through it. And I know we're blessed. But, Lord, I just want to take the time out and say, man, God, you are so good. You are so awesome to give us a place that we can come and worship all the time. That you multiply our time. That we've seen miracles. We've seen healing. I want to tell you something else. I got a, a, a text today. Uh, From a friend of ours And some of you guys know that's been with us for a while That sometimes we adopt a family for Christmas And we do different things like this Well this was one of the families that we adopted for Christmas A couple years ago And it was a young boy uh, As a little girl And uh, I I knew his mother And what had happened was He was going to work every day Everything was cool And he started getting a pain in his neck I believe it was and so they took him to the doctor, and then, then it progressed to something else, and, and progressed to something else. And basically, this young man would, would be in a seizure mode around the clock. And he said, we, don't, we, we can't do anything for him. And she said, will you guys continue to pray for him? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's been a long road. And God opened up doors and opened up eyes of physicians and opportunities to go different places. For them to look at this, this this disease, if I'm saying it right, I think it's called dystonia or dystonia. Very rare, but very, very debilitating. And you know what she wrote this morning? She said he's back at work now. They said the boy would never work again. Could never handle and manage things on his own again. Two years, Four days. God raised him up. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. And that's what we celebrate today. That's the power of prayer. That's the power of our God. And that's what we need to be sharing with folks when we go through tough times. That God is a healer. And that God has no respecter of a person. He loves us all the same. And we just keep holding on and pressing in through those tough times. All right? So, where was I at here? I wanted to look at this. Sing to the Lord, all you godly ones. God shows me how worship opens it, opens the door for his blessing. It opens the door for his presence, and it opens his door, the door for his blessing. See, when we're in his presence, let me tell you, things are going to change. That's why when we get up there, man, I'm excited. I'm excited. Half the time I'm going, that wasn't the chord, but I'm still praising the Lord because I'm just all about, woo doing this. You know, and thinking about, when I start thinking about what he's done for us, what he's going to do for us today, what he's already done for us for the future, and how he's brought us through the past. Amen? We move on down a little bit more. He says, for, the anger, for his anger only lasts a moment. You know, God is righteous and God is holy. And you know, he can't be around sin. Aren't you glad that Jesus made it possible through his death, burial, and resurrection that we can come boldly into God's throne room with our request? See, that's what it's showing me there. Yes. And then he goes on to say, but his favor lasts a lifetime. That's grace, man. That's grace. You don't deserve it. You can't buy it. He don't care what you've done. He wants to know who you're trusting to take care of it. Is it Jesus? Is it Jesus? Is it Jesus? And the answer is, it's got to be Jesus. Because there's no other name that can save us. Amen? And we come on down here and we look at this. It says, weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. God shows me, he says, that's my mercy. That's my grace. And that's my joy. See, His joy. He gives us His joy. And that's what I love about God. He doesn't cut corners on His love. His love is unconditional. Amen? So, I'm going to go ahead and jump on in here. You know, like we said, everybody experiences pain some way, shape, or form. Amen? And so we experience loss, sorrow, health issues, money problems, relationship problems, addictions and struggling with sin. But whatever season you're in, you have an opportunity to go to God. For help and comfort. Whatever's going on in your life. No matter how bad the pain. Or the problem. We can go to God. That's a good place to say amen right there. I'm telling you. Because you know what? God does not abandon us. He's never abandoned us. So you know a lot of times I put a verse up here. Because I like to anchor it in here. So here's your word anchor. Alright. Here's your word anchor. John 14, 18. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. Jesus says. I will come to you. You remember how we've been, God's just be showing us how his love and mercy comes to us, pursuing us. I love that. See, God loves, God's love and comfort comes to us where we receive it. God continues to pursue us with his love. That's what I think is so amazing. Not when you clean up, not when you happen to get it right. In the midst of your worst day, God's love and grace. Is there and available to you when you receive it. Amen. So let's jump in on this. Well, let's talk about this. Let's talk about some real issues here. All right. Pain. Pain, pain, pain. We know there's all types of pain in the world. Put it this way. Pain is inevitable. If we're living and loving, we will experience pain at some point. There's no way around it. There's no way around it, guys. Because you know what happens is? We become vulnerable when we love. Why? Because we allow access to our lives. I want you to think about that. And what happens usually when we get hurt in a situation, we want to, they're never going to do this again to me. The guard goes up. Never going to do this again to me. Right? And what happens is we become very rigid. Our heart hardens. And we don't experience God's best. God can't get things into your hand with your fist clenched. Just thinks what he's trying to get into your heart when your heart is clenched. Right? You need to have an open and receptive heart. I want to talk about some of the things. We talk about physical pain. We talk about heartbreak, disappointment, rejection, wounding words. We get offended real easy. I really work on that. I really try not to get offended. I said, surely they didn't mean that. You know, surely they didn't mean that. But, you know, I had a week of a a time of being offended. You know? But I saw through a situation. I was like, you know, if I allow that to really get a hold of me. It's going to ruin the rest of my day. But through spending time with God, I said, you know, does that really matter? Does that really matter? Let it roll off and let me spend more time in God's word and let God soften my heart instead of me clenching my fist. And then I start clenching my heart. I want to open my hand so that I can be a blessing to others. I want to open my heart so that God can be a blessing to me and through me for others. Amen. Let's take a look at this. But that's what love is, sharing life together. Now, I was going to hit that from a different angle, but I think we'll go this way. See, I was talking about when we get wounded, you know, you'll never do me that way again. She'll never do me like that. Those folks at work will never do me like that. But what do we do? We start getting, like I said, rigid. And we start building walls and building these bricks up here. And the next thing you know, guess what? We're so afraid that we're going to get wounded, we don't let anybody in. And there's people that try to crawl over the wall and you just shove them back down. And if people try to tap on the wall a little bit to, to get in there and say, hey, how can I help you? And you say, I don't need it. I don't need it. You know what? We do need others. But we need God the most. We are built for relationship. We're built for relationship. You know what? I want you to pull something out of this. Don't let your worth be caught around what somebody else thinks you are or have or whatever the case is. Let your worth be defined. Through the word of God. And you will always see perfectly who God says you are. You'll always see in the right relationship what God has done for you if you look to God's word first. Amen? Amen. Mm. But there's still physical pain at times as well. We talked a little bit about our feelings being hurt and everything else. But you know what? Like I wrote here. But sharing our life with Christ gives him access to bring healing. Physically, emotionally, and spiritually. See, if we lock down on everything and everybody, we're not very receptive, like we talked about receptive hearts this morning, right? If we go, yeah, I already know that I read that. Yeah, I've seen that before, but I've lived longer than you, and you don't know what I've been through. I got a funny feeling that Jesus does. Don't you? So I always say, let's look at it up against the backdrop of the cross. When everybody else backs away, when everybody else leaves you, and when everybody else has wounded you, And you know what? Unfortunately, we we do sometimes. We don't even set out. We don't even realize it. But go back and fill up on what God says about you and what God's done for you and watch Him heal your pain physically, emotionally, and spiritually. He wants the best for us in every situation, right? And that relationship, see, we get very uh, open to that because we give a piece of ourselves. And when we give a piece of ourself for time and, and things, and, and then it's not received well, or somebody doesn't respond like we think, right? And that's just being honest. Well, I did this, they should do that. And we say, oh, no, it's not based on what I do. Well, you know what? That's the way we're wired a lot of times. But God's come, come into our life to rewire us in the right way with that unconditional love, right? You take your kids. I was just thinking about with the baby sitting over there. You know? They wound you sometimes. They, uh, they, they don't always listen. But you still love them. You just keep loving them. And you keep pouring that love over them. And when they open their hearts up, you say, baby, this, the reason Dad said this is because I've been through this and I don't want you to, to walk in this. I love you this much. Honey, this is what's going on over here because you know what? Me and your mama love you and, and this is what we want to see. We want to see the best in your life. You know, when I talk to people when they, they want to get married, I always say, well, where is God at in your life? You know? And sometimes you get the standard answer. Yeah, I believe. Well, what do you believe? And you know what? How will you raise children in this relationship? Will they know that he's the number one priority in your life. Because if they don't see him as the number one priority in your life, why should you make him the number one priority in in their life? Right? And even when they do, don't be discouraged. Keep praying. Keep walking. Keep trusting. I tell you what, we 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 if we gotta pray in mama and daddy, it's just a it's a clock run out ses- session Because it's coming. It's coming, it's coming, because God is gonna hear those prayers and God is gonna work on your behalf through that. Because his desire is for you to have his best, and that's a relationship with his son, Jesus, right? So, like we said, when we think nobody else can identify with our problems, remember Jesus can, because he experienced all those things. And I want you to remember this too. That through tears of love, Jesus sees our pain and understands our hurt. Right? He understands our hurt. And and like he said, you know, we're reading in that other scripture. He says, I don't don't abandon you. I don't leave you with nothing. He gives us a major tool, doesn't he? He gives us a powerful weapon to pull down our strongholds. And it's called prayer. How often do we use that? How often do we use that? I want you to listen to this right here. The pain of your past doesn't have to chart the course of your future. That's a good word right there. The pain of your past doesn't have to chart the course of your future. I'm going to read a few things that I put on my handout to share with you. And it says this. If you guys want to jot some of these down, I know the Lord's going to speak even more to you uh, personally. Jesus knows our pain. Jesus heals our pain. What can we learn through painful times? See, a lot of times it shouldn't be why, but it should be what. What are you showing me, Lord? What can I gain out of this tough time that I can help others? That I can adjust my life to what you have for me? What can I learn? And here's something else I want you to remember. God is faithful. Amen. Unchanging and working on our behalf. Think about that. He is unchanging. When everything else in this world was up and down, if you don't think it's up and down, just go ahead and flip on the, the news or look at your four hundred one k. It's up and down. Things that so many of us hold on, man. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do this, and I'll have this financial uh, backing and everything else. It changes all the time. Things change all the time. I was talking to people this week. You know, a, a guy had a pain in his back, and then it turned into something full blown, just like that. How many things? You know, when we go to work. We think, oh, we're going to come home and everything's going to be... Things change minute by minute. God never changes. So if we're grounded in the truth of who He is, right? When those waves start rocking our boat, we have the anchor of Jesus Christ in our life. Amen? Amen, amen. amen. Let's keep this thing going, guys. So we talked about pain. i want to give you some more anchors here, all right? Prayer of power. This is in Ephesians 3. 16 through 21. And Paul says this. He says, I pray that out of his glorious riches that he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know that this love that surpasses, surpasses knowledge. That you may f- be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. I think that's pretty full, don't you? That's pretty full. Now to him who is able to do immeasurable more than all we ask or imagine. According to his power. That is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in, the, in Christ Jesus. Through all generations forever and ever. Amen. You know, we said praise brings us presence, right? You see how he, he, he brings that back around for all generations to praise the Lord. But I thought it was really cool when I was looking at this, and I've underlined a few things in there. Power and, love. power and love. Do you see how love and power go hand in hand when God's talking? See, love is powerful. When you love your kid, you do anything you got to to make sure they're safe. That's how you, you hear these stories and a, and a, and a mom's in a, and a car and a, the car's on fire and the mom lifts, the, pulls the door open and pulls this baby out and everything out, you know, and, 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 and save their life. And they go, how do you do that? Man, that's, that's pretty amazing because love doesn't know any boundaries. Love doesn't try to wrap your head around it. Love wraps its heart around it. And when you get that type of love, man, that's power, Amen. So I want you to look at a few things here. Love is a powerful weapon. you want to write a few things down? Love conquered sin. Love brought Jesus from heaven to earth. Love lifted Jesus from the grave. Love sees the best in the situation. And I want you to listen to this. In your personal situation. We got to make it personal. We got to make it personal. Love held Christ on the cross. Love conquered death. Love never fails, amen? And we know that God is love. I'm gonna give you another word anchor here. 1 John 4 eight. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. God's love never fails. Think about this. I was writing this down last night. And, uh, you know, I try to to, to feed on the word of God any way that I can. You know, some people read their Bible all the time. I read my Bible every day. But you can implement some cool stuff into your life to be a reminder of how God is good to you. Now, I've changed my password, so it's not going to do you any good. Okay. but when I do my password at work and different things, we have to do a password like every six weeks. And you got to have one for your time card. and You got to have one to get in there and everything. So I think about what God's doing and I write it down. So you know what the last six weeks? God never fails 24-7 was my password. I've changed it. Okay? Just in case any of my work folks, you're not supposed to tell them that. (laughs) No. God never fails 24-7. And you say, well, okay, that's cool. No, no, no. This is how cool it is. Every time I start my day to get on my computer, God never fails 24-7. And when I go away from my desk and I come back, God never fails 24-7. See, I start programming my spirit with that. Now, you get that three or four, or five, ten times a day for six weeks. Guess what you start believing? God never fails 24-7. So when a situation comes up and your boss says, I need this. God never fails 24-7, right? We wouldn't do that. We just go, <laughs> no, God never fails 24 oh, But you know what? Hopefully, I plug that in my heart, not just in my computer. To start working when those things come up and go, God never fails 24-7. When we get the bad report, God never fails. When we look at the rent coming in and there's this much left, you know, in, in the bank to cover it, God never fails 24-7. See, so what I'm saying is that's just a little side note. There's ways that we could continue to grow and evolve. How about putting a little uh index card by your refrigerator? I'd be a theologian in a week. <laughs> I if I just put that on a milk jug, man, I'd be. I mean, I'd be Billy Graham in a month, man. Whoo, yeah, okay, praise God. Okay, praise God, you know? But there's all types of ways that we can do that, you know? It doesn't have to be boring studying, right? But I want you to be a student of the Word. Not just hear it and go, okay, yeah, heard that before. Make it real to you. Make it rich to you. And make it rich to others in your family. Because if it's working in your life, guess what? They're going to go, what's going on with that? Wow, what's going on with my brother, you know? And usually your family is the toughest one for them to, to see something, right? You know? Especially when you grew up just crazy, right? I know my sister goes, looks at my life and going like this. Let me just say this. There's still a lot of work to be done in my life, okay? But God is gracious and he's doing things day by day by day. And see, there comes up with one answer, right? And they talk to my sister. they go, She goes, it's got to be God. Boy, never read a library book in his life. You know what I mean? Something like that. But God can transform that and work in your life. Amen? So God never fails. But here we go again. 1 John 4.8 says, Whoever does not love does not know God. What happens when we start doing this and we, we, we crimp up our heart and our, and, and, and our guard goes up and we don't want to love? It doesn't sound like we know God because God says forgive. God says walk in the grace. Right? Don't judge. Let God handle it. Right? So, when we hold that in our hearts and it begins to produce, it begins to produce patience. Amen? I'm going to roll right on into that. Patience. Now, many of us are familiar with this this, uh, passage, but I don't think we can get enough of it. You know, God's God's word never has an expiration date. Aren't you glad? You know, here we go. Can y'all see that all right? 1 Corinthians 13. And it says, Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. See, you know, this is what I was thinking. You know why I believe love is patient? This is what the Lord was showing me, right? I believe love is patient because you know what? It produces security, right? It produces confidence and it produces boldness. When we start looking who God says we are and we receive that, guess what? You start being confident. That doesn't mean high and mighty. That means believing what God said in your life. All right? There's a difference. Receiving that and moving on. We become confident, not so much in self, but in who we are in Christ. My confidence coming up here is not in buddy, I can tell you that. It is not in buddy. It is hiding behind the cross. Lord, make it so much more. Lord, fix this. Help me, Lord. I'm I'm seeking you. I want them to see you. I wish you guys just be like this. Boom. And just see God coming out. Because you know what? That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. About God being revealed through your life. God being revealed through my life. And you know what? Sometimes we go, How in the world can God be revealed from my life? You know what? Let his love and his grace and his mercy transform you right where you are. I love what it says about God's love. When, he, when we see this, this is the love of God right here. Right? No strings. There's no strings. It's unconditional. God's love is unconditional towards us. Therefore, it should produce patience. In us. You see that? God's love is unconditional towards us. Therefore, it should produce patience in us. Then we begin to re- reveal Him to others. Just like that little girl in the movie, right? Bethany Hamilton. You know, I thought it was so amazing. When we start seeing the patience that God worked in her life. Let me tell you, when you have to start learning stuff over again. And I've been very blessed. I've only had to do a few things. I had some arm surgery and some leg surgery, which was nothing compared to most people have. And even at that, you go, wow. You know, you get a splinter in your pinky toe. You didn't know how much that, that, that you use that until so you get something going on. you my goodness, what's going on? You know what? You don't know what you have till you don't have it a lot of times. I want you to know that with every facet and aspect of your life, with your family. Sometimes I just got to go, Whew, Man. I need to drink in that. I want to spend as much time with my babies that I can. You know, I really don't like running football patterns 15 minutes after I get home, right? But I love being with my man, Jesse. You know, a lot of times, I love them drums, but I wish I had a volume on them, right? But I get to spend time with my boy, right? You see, so that's the way it works. Spending time with the ones you love and investing in the ones you love is a whole lot more important than your comfort. So you get, you can be real comfortable and you might not have much of a family life. You know what? I'd rather have the family life. I'd rather love on the ones that God put in my life. I'd rather love on my church family. You know what? That's what it's about. Revealing Jesus through you. Right? That's what I want to talk about today. So even this, you know, in the movie, and again, I know Chuck said, don't tell me too much about it. I want to watch it. It goes back that when... Things went real bad for that young lady. She was able to change her perspective and look at how good God is. And that made all the difference in the world, in her life. But not only in her life, everybody that was around her. Amen? See, when God is moving through your life in a super way, it's going to get on other people. And people are going to want to be around you. And some might just want to be around you because they think, okay, well, man, I'm just going to be blessed. But I'm going to tell you, if they're around you long enough and it's for real, they're going to get blessed in the right way. They're going to get blessed in the presence of God that transforms their life. Amen? So that's what we're going to look at. Family is important. And God is working all things together for the good. Amen? Very good. We'll pull a few things out here. Here we go. This is what, as I go through these a lot of times on Saturday nights, I just say, Lord, give me more. Show me more. And these are some of the things God showed me. As our patience is manifested, our love is growing to a new level. Our patience, as, as patience in our life continues to manifest and grow in our life, this is what happens in our life. Our faith in love grows to a whole new level. It starts changing things in our life, right? This is what's going on in our life when things go by. We start seeing the goodness of God rise up in our life. And people start seeing it too from a personal perspective, right? Here we go. Faith begins to grow to new heights. Our faith starts being impacted because guess what? We see things change and we go, I'm going with what God said. I'm going with what God said in this situation. Yeah, but it doesn't look like it. Well, so what? That's what he said and his word cannot come back void. So we're going to stick with that. That's what happens time and time and time and again. We look at the picture, right, instead of the author, right, of the whole situation. We talked about it a a week or so ago. He is Lord of all creation. When we understand that God is is working in our behalf, right? We start seeing things change. And we see God's grace grow. We see our faith go to new levels, right? Through tears of love and sacrifice, we begin to see an indescribable peace. And you know what I thought about this? I believe that we can see peace in a person's life. Do you think you can see peace in a person's life? Think about that. You just watch your countenance. You watch their actions. You listen to their words. You watch their posture. Because you know what? They might be able to put it on for a little while, but time's going to tell. And you follow that person's life, right? You'll see if they have peace in their life. And you know what? That's what I pray for each one of us. Because if we have peace, right? We can hear from God. If we have peace, when God speaks, we can be obedient to what that is in our life. Amen? So that's what we want to do. If we grow in his patience, we will surely grow in his peace. That's what I want us to see today. That God is working on our behalf. Amen. Let's jump on over to peace here. Another word anchor. John 14, 27. It says, I am leaving you with a gift. How many know peace is a gift? Yes, it is. A gift. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift. The world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. You know what? If you don't believe that peace is a gift, man, you just watch how many people that got money and things like that will try to give it away to get peace. They'll do anything they can to get peace because if you don't have peace, you desire it, man. You desire it, some kind of bad. You know what? Peace is priceless, isn't it? You can't buy it. You can't buy it. You can only receive it through the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when we look at this, I was talking about Uh, Some of the things going hand in hand. Have you ever noticed that peace and grace go hand in hand? I want to talk about that a little bit. We've been saved by grace. And if it wasn't for God's grace, there wouldn't be any peace. Does that make sense? If we weren't saved by the grace of God, there'd be no peace because there'd be no reconciliation, right? We couldn't earn it. There's no peace in that, right? The question is here. Where do you find peace? That's what I want to ask you today as we start bringing this thing to a close. Where do you find peace? See, sometimes we think we find peace in finances. Sometimes we think we find peace in relationships. But when that relationship goes bad, we find we don't have much peace. But if our relationship with the Lord Almighty, Jesus Christ, is right, right? Guess what? Everything else will start working. Just remember, God's working it on his time frame, not ours. Man, that's hard to digest sometimes. It's really hard to digest sometimes. But you know what? He's working it on his time frame. So let's take a look at this. The only everlasting peace that can be found is in Jesus Christ. So with all those things that we looked at through the tears of love and all those different things that we shared today, the praises and through the hurt and through the pain and through patience and things and peace, we know that only through Jesus Christ is there everlasting peace. I want you guys to wrap your mind around that and look at that Uh, and see how the love of God continues to pursue us, even in your current situation. I want you to make this a real time right here, right now message. I want you to open your hearts and see what God has for you today because here we go. Through the tears of love, we want to reflect Jesus. And the only way we can reflect Jesus is if Jesus is coming through. And so I pray, right, that through this, that we will see God reflected in our life. See, Christ is our hope. And this is what I love. Allow God to develop your patience by trusting Him right where you are. This is not a message to go work on next week. It's a message for our heart today, right? Right where you are, right as you are. Over and over and over and over. When I talk to people and I, and I open them Bible and I pray for them and I ask them what's going on in their life. I get this. Yeah, buddy, I know, but. Yeah, buddy, I know, but. Over and over and over. And every time they do that, I really believe they're taking a brick and just planting it right here. Planting it right here. Planting it right here. here, Planting it right here. Until it's all the way up here to the neck. And what that does is we start building a wall between the truth of God's word and what we see. Don't build the wall between what you see and what God says. Open your heart and allow God to build a bridge So that he can get that to you. He can get it to you and he can get it through you. So today, you know what? I pray for peace for each one here. I pray for patience for each one here. And you know what? If you're here today and you've never made that decision, this is your day. This is your time. You're not here by accident like we say. It's your life. Will you give it to God so he can make it so much more? I want to pray for you as we close. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you that we may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. And you know what as we stand here this morning, Lord, I know that there's pain in lives here and I know that we need patience in our life. We need to be patient with ourselves, we need to be patient with others. Lord, we need to be patient with you if we really look at it because a lot of times we want you on our time schedule. But Father, if we have patience, we know that you're working everything on our behalf for our best on your time schedule. But today it's all about a decision. Have you made that decision to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to come into your life and forgive you of your sin? You know, I promised the Lord a long time ago, every time we got an opportunity, we're going to preach this. Because this is what transforms and changes your life. This is the entry point. Salvation is secure through Jesus Christ. When we call on the name of the Lord, when we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, when we believe in our heart that God raised Him from the dead, we will be saved. So if that's you today, I just pray that you receive that. And don't leave here today the same way you came in. Let God transform you. Just ask the Lord to take you right where you are and forgive you of your sin. That's it. You're a prayer away from heaven. And you know, like I always say this too, there's things in our life that come up through the week and it makes it tough. You know what? I pray patience, Lord. I pray love. I pray reconciliation. And I pray healing for my brothers and sisters in my life as well. Because Father, today, you are the one that makes the difference. You are the one that brings it all together. You are a great God, Father. And you've done it all for us. And I am so grateful for the privilege to call you Father. So Lord, we know that peace is not cheap because it costs you everything, Lord. And today,